It is really good to see you. I'm so glad that you chose to join us today. We're in the last week of our series together, Me and My Big Mouth. <clears throat> and if you've been with us through any of these, you'll notice that these are all a little bit prickly. Uh, they, they kind of get into our lives uh, because we all have mouths. And these mouths of ours are tough to control. And the Bible tells us that. And let me just say right off, I am not a grace graduate. I still need lots of grace in this area. And working on this series in particular, it's so specific and so pointed. It's like, ah, me and my big mouth is appropriately titled. Here's how we began this series. Here's how we've kind of carried it through with Jesus' words where he kind of says what the problem is. This is the source out of Luke. In Luke, we read... Chapter 6, if you bring that up for me. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so what comes out is going to come out because of what's inside. And so we focused on that in many aspects together. Today we get to talk about the lovely topic of gossiping. Gossiping. And so <clears throat> how many of you know somebody who gossips? <laughs> All right. This is not about them. This is about me and my big mouth. We, it's really easy to see gossip in the people we know. It's really easy to hear gossip from others. It's really easy to kind of focus on, man, they are so mean. I can't believe they're saying this to people, you know, and we see it easily in other people. It's a little bit more difficult to see in ourselves, unless you're developing a sermon series. Then it's like, ah, ugh. So, and... Actually, today is going to probably feel a little bit like that. How many of you are sensitive? All right. So just fair warning, this is going to hurt a little bit, okay? If you're sensitive in particular, it's like, ouch, ooh, I did that. Ooh, ah, ooh. So if you're sensitive, just at the end, you'll feel better. Because we're going to just ask for more grace and ask God to cover us in grace. And we're going to feel healed and all better. All right, so just a, a little bit of, of a prep that where we're going with this. But I'm, I don't think I'll ever graduate from grace when it comes to this uh, unless I lose my voice. And then there'll be some other troubles, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So gossiping, this is, this is a tough area. And so our focus is this today. Gossiping hurts far more than we realize. Gossiping hurts far more than we realize. Now, I'm not saying this is you, but I bet there's people in here, it's got, they're, they're thinking, this is a bummer of a day to choose to come to church. It's like, I don't need this. This is like no big deal. Gossip, come on, really? Of all the things that we struggle with, you're spending a whole Sunday picking this topic. I really, why can't why pick something that was something I could really use? All right. If that's you, listen up. You could use this. We all could. Because we tend to minimize this thing as this is no big deal. Gossip, really, it's no big deal. But the focus is saying it's a big deal. It hurts far more than we realize. So let's begin 
with this scripture. Out of Proverbs 18.8, we read this. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. <laughs> I thought about bringing up M&Ms. Um, talking about choice morsels, but then I thought, ah, I'm out of time. So I didn't have my M&Ms. But I thought, oh, wait. Our office manager always keeps starbursts in his front office. I'm going to, and I I got his permission, I'm going to use his starbursts. These are choice morsels. Now for me, I mean, I got to avoid the front office because you can't just have one starburst. It's like you put that in your mouth, you unwrap the thing, and it's like, just imagine chewing this thing. Anybody want a Starburst over there? All right, right here. Okay. How about over here? Anybody? Uh, it's just a choice morsel. Oh, right here. I'm not a very good throw, but it's coming. Oh, oh. Anybody over here? Okay, right there. Over there. Right there. Oh, okay. Choice morsel. And, and so let's just start with why would anybody gossip? It's like, because... It tastes so good. We have this experience. We hear something. It's just, a, you know, you just heard something. It's just a regular conversation. Did you hear about that? Da, da, da. No, really? Who? Da, da, da. You're kidding me. And then what? Da, 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 da. Whoa. Did anybody say anything to him? No, 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 no. And it's on and on it goes. It's like, we want to hear the juicy stuff. Mmm. Really? It's like... There is a savor to the gossip. Now, why is it that we have called the unsavory savory? And why do we want to pass along the unsavory? Because it feels so good to pass it along because we're in the know. It's like, did you hear? And off it goes. Mmm, picture now. You're chewing and it's savory. And you just share it. And they're chewing it. It's savory. Mmm. And you're just getting the details out there, and it just spreads like gossip. And this is what this is talking about. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. So is it a good thing? Uh-uh. Gossip is not a good thing. Now, once you become a believer, we get really good at disguising it. Let's pray. Let's pray for so-and-so. And we say, well, what about so-and-so? Well, I really can't say, but... Oh, keep this private now. Let's pray for so-and-so. Well, if you said keep this private now, let's pray for so-and-so. Hmm. Even though you're praying, it's gossip. Because this so-and-so that maybe told you for prayer didn't invite you to tell others for prayer. You are now betraying a confidence and calling it prayer. <laughs> we are pretty good at this kind of thing. The other kind of thing that we might do is we might say this thing and somebody says, well, that's gossip. You say, no, 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 no. it's gospel. It's true. <laughs> Hold on a second. Just because it's true doesn't mean it's not gossip. Right? A truth can be gossip. So, um, two, two gals, you're going to love this one. Two gals working at the same place, didn't happen in this town, so it's not gossip. Two gals working at the same, 
working at the same place. They, they decide to go to lunch together, and they go off to lunch. They have lunch. They really enjoy it. Then, I don't know why, I said two gals because this is a true story. And then they go to the restroom after lunch to get, you know, their makeup put back on. Or whatever they do, why do they all go together? I don't know. They go to the restroom together, and they're talking as they're doing their makeup. And then for some reason, there's this kind of this pressure relief humor, laughter that started coming out when they mentioned one of the supervisors at their work. <laughs> and then the other was like, yeah, did that drive you crazy? Yeah, it does drive me crazy. Talking about the different antics and the different stuff that the person does at work, and then on and on, back and forth, and they laugh and put on the makeup, and then the stall door opened. Yeah. It was that exact supervisor. They had been laughing, and suddenly this humorous, pressure relief conversation got awkward and silent. She came out of the stall, and there was eyeball-to-eyeball contact and total silence, red-faced anger. She said nothing, turned, went out the restroom. Hmm. Nothing they really said was untrue. It was just fun, humor. She does have those quirks. She does have those antics. She does do those things. Do you know that that woman never came back to work? The next day, she resigned. You know what makes it worse? Of the two women that were speaking, one of them was a believer. And here's how I know the story, because this particular believer, I've kept the names out of it, although she didn't. This particular believer wrote it up in a public article to express how damaging gossip can be. And then she tried to catch up to and apologize. She wrote out a letter of apology to the woman who resigned from her work. She never heard from that woman. She never replied. And here this believer, who knows this supervisor who was not a believer, never responded, and she still feels horrible about the damage she did with those words. Gossip hurts, and it hurts deep. We enjoy it until it hurts, and then we don't enjoy it. Here's a statement that is not from Scripture. Let's just kind of think about this statement. It's a quote that I just wrote. Although everything that is said should be true, not everything that is true should be said. Don't excuse passing along information that can be hurtful and damaging, even if it's true. Because that, too, is gossip. You guys ready to begin, or are you hurting too bad? Because here we go with point number one. Point number one is, who does gossip hurt? Now, on your outline, if you're taking notes on your outline, some of you aren't note takers and that's fine, but if you like to fill in blanks and stuff, I provided scriptures on these outlines so that you can look back over these. But late into the night, I had this thought that came to me and then woke up really early, made some adjustments. I'm adding a scripture that's not on your outline. So this is one that's not on your outline if you want to jot this down. Because it occurred to me that I haven't defined gossip. So I, I, I looked into the scripture and I looked into the words, and looked into the definitions, and it's a slippery one. 
It's a really slippery one to define. And so rather than try to define it, I thought I would take the word and show you its context to just show you how hurtful it is from God's perspective. Here it is, out of Romans. We read this in Romans 1, 29 through 31. Do you notice where it says right there in bold print, italics, underline, that gossip is in this description? Now listen to this. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness. Wickedness is a pretty big word. Evil. That's a big word. Greed and depravity. It's like, oh, we're, we're going into the bad list now. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips. So, look, oh, come on. You threw gossips in with murder, wickedness, evil? Really? Slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. This is how God views gossip, right in the middle of all of that filth. And I thought the best way to define gossip would be just look at that last line. Take a right. I love this. We can just kind of, it's fun for me. All right? Since I'm having fun, let's just really have fun here. Uh, we got God haters. That's pretty big, right? Oh, look around. There's a bunch of stuff here. Evil. Hmm. Murder. Hmm. Depravity. You might want to look that one up. Wickedness. So there, it's in the midst of this really big stuff, but I think the best way to take a look at gossip is... Gossip is missing some things. It's missing understanding, it's missing fidelity, it's missing love, and it's, there's no mercy. So if you have no understanding for the feelings of another person, you're gossip. If you have no fidelity, no loyalty to the other person, you gossip. If you have no love, no love for the other person, you're going to gossip. If you have no mercy, just gossip. Whoa, we're talking about the opposite of grace. Grace is understanding and fidelity and love and mercy. This is the opposite. So if you want to do the opposite of God, the opposite of good, then gossip. Those of you who are sensitive are ready to leave now. And don't, because we're going to find help and hope for us, okay? Because it's so easy to go there with our choice Morsels. It's so tasty to spread it around. Oh, I heard this. I heard this. Woo, woo. All right. Point A. We're talking about who does gossip hurt? A. Gossip hurts the person it's about. Oh, you knew that already. That's obvious. But that's not where we're going to stop. But we're going to start there. Gossip hurts the person it's about. Scripture. Proverbs 16, 28, we read this. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. And it usually lingers, and sometimes it separates forever. The best of friends. When a confidence is broken and it hurts the person that the gossip was about. 
Point B, who is it that gossip hurts? Gossip hurts the listener. And you might be thinking, huh? So somebody hands me a choice morsel and I hear the gossip and it hurts me just, it's not about me, but it hurts me just because I heard it? Yes. Here's what we read in Proverbs 17. We read, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip, liars pay close attention to slander. Now, take a look at that real carefully. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Now, let's just break this down slowly, because can't you flip it? If you're listening to gossip, you are a wrongdoer. It hurts you to listen to gossip as the listener. You're participating in something that has no understanding, no fidelity, no love, and no mercy, and you're participating in no understanding, no fidelity, no love, and no mercy just by listening. You're participating in the opposite of grace, the opposite of what God stands for. You become a wrongdoer just by, let's just add a word, politely listening. Because if you would have identified it for what it is, you would have said something. But because you didn't say something, you are now a party to this thing, which is the opposite of God, the opposite of grace, the opposite of loyalty, the opposite of love, the opposite of mercy, and you are listening and you're being damaged by your listening to it. See on your outline is that it hurts the speaker. Not only if you're the listener, not only if you're the one that is the victim, even if you're the speaker of the gossip, you are hurting yourself. And here's what we read in Proverbs 25. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. When you spread gossip, just remember, you look just like the people that you heard and you see when they gossip, and you don't go, oh, wow, that was really cool. That was really mean. I want to be just like you. Nobody looks at a gossip that spreads something about somebody else that's kind of mean and is not loyal, not loving, not merciful, and says, you know what, that is what I want to be like. No, it slips out. And you think that it's okay while it slips out because gossip is very difficult to see in the mirror. It's easy to see in other places. But it's very difficult when you are sharing a choice morsel. It seems innocent. It seems small. We're not looking at it like we're looking at it today the way God looks at it. We're looking at it like no big deal. It's just a little something. No big deal. And you're not seeing it from the standpoint, you don't know all the facts. You don't have all understanding. You haven't heard every piece of this. You are passing it along, and maybe it shouldn't be passed along. There's no loyalty there, and on and on. So if it hurts the person, and it hurts the listener, and it hurts the speaker, guess what? It hurts everybody. Gossip is just not God, not grace, not good, and it's hurting a lot of people 
when you, we tend to set it on a scale and we would never, we, how many of you put this on the same list as murder, the same list as wickedness, the same list as depravity, the same list as evil? No, we don't look at it that way. And so we participate in it. And I'm just telling you, God looks at it as the opposite of good, the opposite of grace, the opposite of mercy. And we need to begin to see things the way God does. Now, do you understand while I was preparing this message, it's like, oh, oh, because the things that I said and the things that I shared about somebody else and the things that, it's like, oh, oh, oh. I didn't really look at it that way. And it's painful. Now, that's a pretty bad thing. We could go home and I'll be depressed. But that isn't where I want to leave us. What do we do? What can we do about it? That's point number two. How do we solve this thing? I mean, if, all, if we just stop right here, how many of you want to gossip now? Oh, I don't see any hands. All right. How many of you do not want to gossip? All right. Okay, so that part of the message, whew, we're motivated. What good does that do? We can be motivated, but not know what to do about it. I still, it's like slips out, the choice morsel. Oh, I heard it, and I don't know what to do. Ah, what am I supposed to do? They're gossiping, and I'm being hurt by it, but I I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm going to help you. Here we go. A on your outline is this. What can we do? A, guard your ears. As the listener, we're going to talk about what you can do to guard your ears from gossip. Here's a couple of questions that I want to just put your direction. You might jot these down if you want the writing note type person. If you want to just put it right here and remember it forever, you're not like me. All right. So here's the question. Somebody starts to give you a nice juicy one. Rather than going, ooh, when, how, what, really? Okay. Rather than do that, just immediately say, excuse me. Now, don't, don't be sassy or confrontational or mean about this. Just say, excuse me, but... First, before you go on, can you tell me why you're telling me this? Why are you telling me this? Good question. Don't be mean. Don't be confrontational. Don't be trying to uh, 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 with an edge like you're holy. And, you know, none of that. Just say, before we move on, can, can you just tell me why you want to pass this along to me? Because it'll make the person think. Well, it's a great story. Yeah, but I'm not sure I want to hear it. I don't think it would be good for me to hear this about this other person, which could lead to the next question, which is, have you had the chance to talk to so-and-so about this? They're talking about somebody. You just ask them, before you share this with me, let me just ask you, have you had the chance to talk with the person that you're talking about about this? Okay? Now, 98% of the time, you ask that question, 98% of the time, the answer is no. No. They don't think they should. Then, if they shouldn't be the one that's talking to somebody about this, why are they one that they feel responsible to talk about that somebody about this? Right? These are good questions. And if somebody is really um, dodging this one, it's like, hmm, they're dodging because they're feeling like, oops, I've been caught in this. And, but we're really trying to help them with these questions. Where do we get these kinds of questions from? We actually get it from the wisdom of Jesus. And Jesus in Matthew 18, 15 says this. If another believer sins against you, by the way, them passing along a gossip to you as the listener is a sin against you. Okay? You're now being told some stuff that you shouldn't know at this point in time. 
Now, you're going to have this information that you shouldn't have. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. And now you're actually telling this person, all right, if there's an offense here and they're really outside of the circle that you should even go talk to them, why are you passing this along? Because if there is something that they can do something about it, Jesus says specifically, here's what you do. Go privately and talk to that person about it. Don't go to somebody else and talk about it. Go to that person privately and talk about it. Jesus totally gets social consequences for taking information out in social media, which includes conversation. We need to be responsible with what it is that we are putting out there for others. Jesus says if there's sin, go privately to the person who has sinned against you. So, We need to be more responsible. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. Now, what if you are the listener and you have a good friend and that was the person you were thinking of and said, how many of you know a gossip? And you're thinking, oh man. And that good friend, now you're going, whoa, I'm supposed to say this to my good friend? And what if they don't stop? And they just, they have this habit. They just keep coming with the stuff and they just come and come and come and come. If they're not going to be changed by, why are you telling me this? And have you talked to the person that you're talking about? And they're not, they're still not adjusting and they're not getting your point. Scripture tells you what to do. And that's in Proverbs. Proverbs says, Proverbs 20 verse 19 says, a gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Ouch! Yeah, I mean, if they don't get it, then you're going to have to busy yourself to protect yourself to not be thrown in with the chatterer, the talker, the whisperer, the one who is not loyal, the one who is not gracious, the one who is not merciful, the one who has everything against God, everything against good, everything against, and it's gossip. If that's characterizing your conversations, you need to (laughs) disappear. Figure out how to create some distance. Figure out how to protect yourself. Because you will be in trouble if you don't guard your ears. B on your outline. You also need to close your mouth. Guard your ears. Close your mouth. This is biblical. Proverbs 21, 23 says, Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Okay, let's read that together. Ready? Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. One more time. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Can you close your eyes and say it? Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Hey, hey, we just memorized the verse. (laughs) All right? Now, if that will linger with you and you actually try to work at, oh, 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 whoop. Mouth shut on this one, then great. Then that had some good effect. You're guarding your mouth. Now, here's the deal. Um, when it comes to figuring out whether to keep your mouth shut or not, here's a, we talk about questions you ask somebody else. Now you need to ask yourself a question. Okay? Should I share this one? Ask yourself this question. If I were the other person, I'm about to talk about what I want, what I have, the sensitive information that somebody, that I'm about to share, would I want somebody else sharing this with somebody else while I'm not there? 
That's the question you have to ask. And that comes straight from Jesus. And here's what Jesus says in Luke chapter 6. Jesus says, do to others as you would have them do to you. So why would you do this to somebody else by sharing this story if that was your story, you wouldn't want it shared to somebody else while you're not there? Why are you doing that? Jesus says, don't do that. Be loyal. Be gracious. Be full of mercy. Be understanding. Feel what that other person is feeling. Put yourself in their shoes so that you will know not to do that. Keep your mouth shut. Now, as helpful as those things are, it's not going to fix it. It's, they're helpful tools, they're helpful tricks, but it's not going to fix it. Because all of those are somewhat surfacey. All of those are somewhat from the outside in, trying to ask the questions, figure out what to do, how to, how to disengage, how to do this. They're somewhat surfacey. We've got to get to the source. Remember how we started? Out of what your heart and life is filled with, that's what comes out. So point number C is the point. It's the whole point. It's everything when it comes to this. You've got to turn to God. God is the one that cleans. God is the one that gives you a loyalty. God is the one that gives you understanding for other people. God is the one that gives you mercy for somebody else. God is the one that gives you love for somebody that needs love. You wouldn't spread this gossip if you had the heart that was closer to the heart of Jesus. And only by turning to God does the heart of Jesus enter in and you begin to view life and other people's pain the way Jesus views other people's pain. Turn to God. Here's what a gossip believes. The gossip believes, I'm strong because they are weak. I'm telling this story because it makes me feel better. I'm comparing my life and I'm propping up my life with this story. And I'm sharing this story and we all giggle and laugh because, wow, they're really bad. And that, my friends, is bad news. It's propping ourselves up at the expense of somebody else and that is not the gospel. The gospel is the reverse where Jesus props us up at his expense, where I am weak and my Savior is strong. Turn to God who is strong, not to gossip to make yourself feel better. This is huge, and it's so central to the gospel, which is good news. Our Savior is so strong to save us when we are so weak, he is understanding, he feels our pain, he steps into our shoes, he takes on the pain for us. And so we are to respond likewise and spread mercy, spread grace, spread understanding, spread loyalty, because we are following in the steps of Jesus. Would you stand with me? I wrote out a really lengthy prayer to close out this series together. It's a lengthy prayer that's going to take three slides <laughs> to pray. It's a prayer that will help all of us. It'll help you no matter where you're at. You're not sure about this God thing? Pray it out. See if God's for real. You get to know people by talking to them and seeing if you can trust them. Ask what well, he, take him at his word. See if he's going to move and help you in this area. Pray it out. You may decide, you know what? This is really awesome. It's like, this is practical. 
And if you're a believer, you're not a graduate from grace. We need to ask for more grace, more grace, more grace. So let's all, everybody together, unless you just don't want to, that's fine. Pray this out loud, not quietly, out loud together. Here we go. Dear Lord, I don't want to make myself feel stronger by making someone else look weaker. I don't want to stand by and politely listen as someone runs someone else down. Dear Lord, you love people and gave yourself to save people. Be my Savior and help me to be more like you. You know that the solution for me and my big mouth is not me. The best solution for me and my big mouth is you. Next slide, please. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice to take away all the darkness flowing from my heart. You are the giver of life and hope. You are my Savior. Thank you for washing me clean. Renew me, restore me, and fill me with your Spirit. Help me to establish new patterns of grace-fueled thoughts and speech. I want to honor you with my mouth and encourage others today. I want the world to be a better place because I serve you and others today. Dear Lord, with your help, I will stop tearing people down. I will build people up. I have been blessed to be a blessing. I have been given grace to give grace. I have been forgiven, so I will be more forgiving. I will be kind and accept others as you have been kind to me and accepted me. I will speak words of encouragement and hope. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.